as group fitness business owners or boot camps, we end up building a community in one area. That's part of what makes our boot camps amazing. It's part of what makes them great is that we take people who live locally to us, we bring them together, we exercise together. And yeah, that is how a community is created. So what happens when you need to move? When you need to go to a different location, you can't take those clients with you. How do you start from scratch? That's one of the things we talk about on Everything Bootcamp today with my guest. We also talk about gyms, keeping your trainers, not just your clients' morale up, but your trainers' morale up, and lots of other stuff. I think you're really going to enjoy it, and uh, here it is. Hello, welcome back to Everything Bootcamp. Today, my guest is Jesse Schlegel. Uh, Jesse is based in Vancouver, Canada. Our first Canadian, no, second, first Canadian on the show, yes. Uh, she helps manage a small neighborhood gym and runs her own business, Fitness VYR. She's been a trainer for, we were just working out, about 15 years and has a wide range of expertise in yoga, nutrition, and fitness. Jesse, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's awesome to have you. So today, uh, the way I've been enjoying kicking these calls off is to ask you a question. Uh, casting your mind back, do you remember the first cl- uh, group fitness class you attended as a participant? Oh, God. Yes, it was a long time ago, and it was a step aerobics class, and it was awful (laughs) you didn't like it (laughs) i didn't like it because uh, i was already in sports school and we went through a lot of movement and stuff and i thought oh this is gonna be easy and i attended it and after the warm-up i was pretty much out because the steps got so complex i couldn't follow it (laughs) so that uh, was a nice hit to my ego (laughs) yeah yeah, i'll be good at this you're the first person, which I think must speak to a lot of going back like 15, 20 years, like what the common form of group fitness was. You're the third person oh, who yeah. told me it was a step aerobic class. Oh, and you're God. The, you are <laughs> happily be the second person who was like, I really didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the other person, she had a background in dance, so she loved all the rhythmic stuff that was involved. Yeah, um, that was never yeah. my favorite thing to do. And I think it was actually a Latin-inspired step aerobic class. So, okay, quite yeah. intense. <laughs> yeah, I used to do musical theater in my teens. And the one thing that like, I always was like just my sticking point was the dancing. Could sing, could act, but trying to in that big, like, gangly teenage body as well, <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> It's way too much up here in my head. Yeah, same here. The in sports school, the most difficult ones were the all the dancey things, the rhythmic, gymnastic, dancey stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Ballet. I had to do ballet also. That was fun. So yeah, it got better over the years. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I found that as well. Like once I started exercising regularly like I feel much more confident on my feet or on a dance floor now uh 
yeah, I think it, it just shows that like fitness, ex- regular exercise really does carry over to all these different areas of your life. For sure. Yeah, it helps a lot. It just makes you feel like you feel like you can pick up things quicker and more easily mm. and just mm-hmm. follow along a little bit faster because you've done certain movements already at some point in your life. Yep, absolutely. Definitely. So one thing we're sort of focusing on with this part, this this these early podcasts of Everything Boot Camp is because it's been such a big part of our lives is the, the pandemic we've been in the last 18 months. And so I'd like to take a step forward from <laughs> your first aerobic class, <laughs> but through to like the start of 2020. So you were yeah running, managing this small neighborhood gym, running your own business. And I know from talking yeah. to you before that that was especially the gym getting shut down was like an incredibly difficult time. You had trainers, other trainers other than yourself who, you know, you were concerned about who, you, how did you as, as like a manager navigate that? Like what, what was really important to you during such a difficult period? Um, a few things like you're trying to keep the business alive and you're also trying to, keep the trainers that you um like our trainers are all contractors so it's a little bit different than if they were employees because there there was a lot of help out for employees when the pandemic started but it's a lot different for contractors um there was a lot of uncertainty as where we could get help as a business and where the individual trainers could get help and where everything was going at that point and I think we also didn't know at the time for how long everything would shut down because there's a huge difference whether we're just shutting down for two weeks mm. or six months or, you know, that all has an impact on, on what you kind of want to make sure is taken care of. Like we also have to pay rent and stuff. And um, so, yeah, and then we didn't know whether the, the clients would come back or could come back or what, what capacity they could come back. So there was a lot of uncertainty and I think our objective was just to keep it going as best as we could and we had to get quite creative because the physical location had to shut down for a while and I think it was huh, for classes a little worse than for personal training. I think we had more restrictions on teaching classes. Um, personal training was not as big of an issue um but we had to come up with an with a solution for for that problem and what we did at the time was we went online so we switched everything uh where the two weeks were initially where everything was shut down we pretty much used that to move everything online and come up with free Mm -hmm. classes first to even get people to notice that there is such a thing as online training yeah then it wasn't it wasn't like that was only almost two years ago but still uh it wasn't a huge thing back then and so we we just started random fit camp boot camp inspired classes um to get people used to the idea and have them try it out and even for us to try out how the equipment works what we have to be careful with what works, what doesn't work. And, um, yeah, it was quite, quite the journey moving everything from our normal routine to something completely unknown. 
just so we could pretty much like what we did at that time is that most of our trainers kind of worked for free for a couple weeks because we just didn't know how we were going to pay them what was allowed what wasn't allowed so we just pretty much sat down for two weeks and brainstormed and tried out different things and I think if it wasn't for our trainers we probably wouldn't be here anymore as a gym and yeah. for like their help and, and enthusiasm and willingness to try out new things yeah that aspect of team of like being in it together so important yeah. that yeah. to to be able to see I mean it'd be easy to get indignant and be like no you have to pay me but being able yeah. to, being in it together on how can how can the business evolve how can the business survive uh, and trusting yeah. that yeah you will be looked after in the end that that speaks I think volumes about the trust you had obviously already built with your trainers that they were willing to do that yeah I think yeah. it helps that it is a small smaller gym and we only have about well between 10 and 20 trainers so it's not a huge team of of people and I think um because they all kind of live in the neighborhood they were all friends and um yeah clients from the neighborhood and from around it really mm -hmm. helps um get them engaged in the gym and, and interested in what we're doing yeah also so and for yourself for your own business did you have to kind of shift gears down with that as well for your own clients yeah. I pretty much did the same thing because um, most of the clients that I train have their own apartment gyms. So I would go to their apartment and train them there, but also the apartments were shutting down their gyms yeah. and everything. So kind of the same thing. Um, I switched most of it either to outdoors. Luckily it was in the summer still when we were heading into the pandemic. So um, it wasn't as bad yet outside. But yeah, luckily by September, October, when it gets a bit more rainy here, we've, we had it figured out with online. So we switched most of it online, private and at work, which was, yeah, we needed those summer months to figure everything out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, a bit of a, I guess it's not really a blessing. <laughs> the whole thing was very difficult. But yeah, so... I've, I know talking to you that this kind of ended up being a bit of an introspective time for you. Uh, you like to read and yes. think. So what, what came up for you personally during this time about like sort of where you were heading with your fitness career? Um, I was just thinking more about how I can help, like how I'm, am I helping people now? How can I help them better? You learn and you read a lot and you're always questioning. I find as a trainer, you're always questioning yourself. Are you good enough? Do you have enough experience? Where can you improve? Well, I'm asking myself those questions anyway. <laughs> um, but it was interesting seeing what's really difficult and even uh, what's difficult for people and why they couldn't exercise anymore, right? So for me, the objective was to find something um, to highlight that 
fitness is important or should be important to people and finding a way to get that out there in the world. Because um, I sometimes find that people started shutting themselves out. Like they couldn't go to the gyms anymore. Um, they might have not been as great going on long hikes or long walks or something they just needed some guidance and all of a sudden all the gyms and everything was closed right so they start they stopped exercising and stopped um, making healthy choices and healthy decisions um, and I just saw that in a lot of people and they started gaining weight and they were sitting more on the couch and started having shoulder issues back issues mm. all kinds of issues and I just saw that the health of most people was going down and I just really wanted to make sure that everyone has some sort of access to a fitness class. It doesn't have to be fancy or complicated. Just a simple online class is better than doing nothing. So that was kind of the thought process that I went through how to facilitate um, fitness and fitness classes for most people and yeah the online helped a lot doing that it's a lot easier now to reach people at home um, yeah and I, they hopefully feel better being able to do something than not doing anything at all <laughs> yeah it becomes a feedback loop doesn't it where the this sort of sedentary activities feed back into like more you know and an opposite the way as well like i've heard it described as like a, an upwards or a downward spiral mm -hmm. so you know certain activities will lead you down spiral but then certain activities are like it's a positive feedback loop where they'll lead you up and the yeah the the lockdown the isolation from friends and family the spending more time on computers on devices uh you know, even that action of, I know you being such a movement person, like even looking down at your phone, the tightness that creates in your neck has a oh, feed, yeah. has like a negative feedback loop yeah. compared to like, what was that TED talk, Amy Cuddy's one, which talks about power poses. And that's like, how can I take mm. up as much space as possible? And all your hormones and stuff change when you, when you just sit there and take up as much space as possible. And then now suddenly we're on the couch we've got our legs crossed we've got our we, you know we're looking yeah. down at our phone we're taking Tiny. a small amount of space yeah <laughs> and it's even that action uh is yeah can be yeah really challenging so you so what did you what was your plan of attack then so you you ran classes online you still charge money for them and um yeah, we had a good mix of um, some free intro classes and then our regular um, yep. normal classes on the schedule. Yep. And um, yeah, I think we the schedule outline kind of stayed the same as it was before. And then throughout the pandemic, we had different regulations and we would allow um, hybrid classes. So like five people could come to the gym in person and then we would still... Oh, yeah. Um, run the class online at yep. the same time so it was kind of our hybrid classes were uh, a little challenging but yeah fun fun in the end because you didn't like not only did you have everyone in person you also had to make sure 
all the equipment was set up and the TV was working and the internet was working. And mm. we all know not everything works all the time. So <laughs> it was a little stressful at times, but still a very fun, fun experience overall. Yep. And what did you find yourself personally focusing on during this time? Not the things that I like. because <laughs> ah, like, you I, were... I, I started being more concerned about the quality of my camera and the internet connection <laughs> and cleaning the equipment and making sure everyone follows the rules. And that for me was like a huge shift that I actually don't get to do what I like to do and what I was mm. trying to do, which is training people. It becomes so much more. It becomes, uh, you're kind of now a technician in a way. Or yeah an internet person which i am not so <laughs> or i wasn't at that time yeah at conferences when they record them that's usually the first thing they outsource <laughs> you know it's like they'll yeah, either exactly. often they'll get a sponsor if they can they'll get like you know Le lenovo or dell or something to sponsor it or microsoft and they'll send people in and they'll handle all the tech stuff you don't have to I worry totally about it. understand why now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, it is, it is true. And I, like, even you're talking about Zoom. I remember back when the pandemic hit. I'd been using Zoom already a lot for various courses and things. And mm. and I was like, all right, if anyone doesn't know what Zoom is, come jump on a call. And I think I ran two calls and had like 300 trainers join the calls over the two calls just to see. And now you know we wow. talk about Zooming someone as just part of our language. But yeah. yeah, back then it was such a steep learning curve. So do you yeah. feel like now you're able to spend more time on, again, on the, the as you described, sort of the things that you're good at and that you enjoy doing? Yeah, I think everything is a learning curve. And once you get past the point where everything's overwhelming and you yeah. kind of, you can troubleshoot a little faster, um, it doesn't become such a big thing anymore. So now yep. I'm slowly able again to focus on, oh, what are my participants actually doing in this class rather than focusing on where the camera is going or whatever. Yeah, yeah. so slowly it's, it's, it's going back to normal. Yeah, there's something else we need to talk about, Jesse, and that is that you're moving. Was, yes. So was, was that something you planned to do before the pandemic hit? Yes, we planned to do that before, but the pandemic slowed everything down. Oh, <laughs> so, so it actually did the opposite. <laughs> I wonder if it sped up, but it's actually had the opposite effect. Actually, you're right. Yes and no. The, it sped up my chances of being able to work from anywhere, mm. but it also slowed down... Um, the building process because yep. we bought um a piece of land and we have to build everything there but yeah tell, tell us a little bit if you're comfortable tell us a little bit about your project <laughs> so yeah. our project was to um go a little bit back to nature and we wanted to own a piece of land so we bought that piece of land on a lovely tiny little island um off the coast and our idea was to 
move there. I was going to build a little gym there where I could work out of and run workshops out of and do a lot of videos uh, for courses and just live a bit of a more, oh, simpler life, <laughs> easier, not necessarily. And we started building, but then the pandemic hit and in Canada it was a huge deal. The wood prices went up, so everything was really expensive mm -hmm. here which slowed us down and then materials weren't delivered. So that slowed us down and you couldn't travel because we still have to take um, two ferries to get to our island. And um, at that point it was considered a different um, health region. So uh -huh, we were nice. for a while not allowed to cross from one health region to another health region unless you have a construction site there. So we kind of always fell through the cracks with that, luckily, and could go back and forth. But um, yeah, it was quite challenging to actually get something done there. And um, yeah, so that took a little bit longer. But on the plus side, from the start, I was able to teach there with help of my cell phone plan. So you can mm -hmm. imagine me standing in the middle of nowhere in the woods with my cell phone trying to teach a class. Oh, wow. <laughs> and my clients would hear the birds in the background. I'm like, oh, sorry, didn't click the uh, noise cancellation <laughs> button. <laughs> so yeah. And then one day I remember there was a deer behind me while I was teaching a class. <laughs> so those kind of things happen. Um, yeah. That that's was fun. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. I think that's a dream. Even as, even in the, the subgroup of people who are trainers probably have, you know, we're interested in fitness, we're interested in moving. We usually like the outdoors that comes with it. And the dream of like buying some land and setting up, you know, a small space, you know, do you have plans of um, having people come out or is it be more like a, a hub for virtual type of I content? would love to have people come out because like the one thing I also learned during the pandemic is how disconnected we are from nature and how important nature is for, mm. for our well-being and just being out there exactly when we were so bombarded with all the technology and all the new things um one week out there would do wonders to my mental health yeah. and to my brain and i really feel that people need to um get that kind of back into their lives being outdoors and and working in nature and being out there um it really does help with a lot of things so i I'd, I'd love to have smaller groups over um, for workshops or weekends um, and make it a bit more of a all-around destination where you um, have maybe a nature walk or you go to the beach and then you have a class and then you go to the garden and learn something about gardening and yeah, maybe okay. work yeah. with our neighbors together who's um, she's a lovely person she does pottery and it kind of creates that own environment mm -hmm. over there and there's mm. so many lovely things to do. So it's more like a, a destination weekend where you can do, yeah, yeah. I don't know, five, six, seven different things. Or you borrow a paddleboard one day and then you bike through the park the next day and then you do a couple classes while you're there, that kind of thing. Yeah, a chance to reconnect. You know, well, I always find 
reconnecting with nature is ends up connecting with myself and and reminding me what's important i think that's that's the biggest exactly. thing nature reminds yeah. us that we're we're actually just like guests on this planet <laughs> you know in a way like yeah. i live near the water yeah. i go look at the ocean it's just going for yeah. miles and you're like yeah okay i'm like i'm actually a pretty small little <laughs> thing yeah. here that's maybe, true yeah maybe the problems i'm stressing about aren't as big a deal as as i'm making them out to be in my yeah. mind yeah and you kind of slow down and you have to like one thing i had to learn is you have to be patient and when something's not in the cards you have to have a plan b and it's okay to not know every single moment of the time what's next mm -hmm. so like for example mm. we try to get off island and you know you might have heard of island time everything's a little slower and people yep. don't usually run <laughs> after the clock everything just takes longer so we had those great plans to pick something up off island we try to get ready and we realized that we had a nail in our um, tire Oh, no. So we had to fix that first. And you can have all the plants you want. If you have a flat tire, you have a flat tire. So then we realized we couldn't fix it because we didn't have the tools. So we had to find a neighbor who had the tools to then fix it, which then took another half hour. And so everything just kind of snowballs and takes a lot longer than you think. And you kind of learn to be okay with that. Yeah. And seeing the positives in it, I'm like, okay, well, I didn't make this ferry, but it was maybe good for whatever reason and we spent more time here and got to know our neighbors because yeah. they lend us their equipment now right so it makes you slow down and just appreciate each moment and not judge right away whether that was a good or a bad thing it yeah. was just a thing or a, a thing. moment yeah yeah that's such a good reminder of uh yeah, things that go. We're always sort of making that choice between, I guess, convenience and doing things the slower way. And yeah, I, I'm the same. I often prefer to do things the slower way, much to the annoyance of other people at times. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I just know when I when because I also have a tendency to make things super efficient, but I can make things yeah. too efficient to the point where yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no satisfaction left. So yeah. Yeah. I know that problem too. All right. Are you ready for the, the rapid fire questions? Sure. Cool. So first question is what are the top three things you do each week that you found help your business grow? Um, I find, uh, the three T's teach, talk and tell teaching means I try and educate the clients that I have and just, um, explaining to them why I do certain things. Yeah. and what my plan is where i want to go with them and then coordinate with them what their plan is it just creates a little bit of uh, bonding i talk which means um i try to stay connected so if someone emails me or if someone has a comment on on social media i try and stay engaged with them to just make them feel like they're important which they are mm -hmm. um and i i ask them to to bring friends and tell other people about me if they like what I'm doing um so it kind of spreads the word and I've always found even in our little neighborhood gym uh word of mouth really is the best advertisement we have so many people who bring friends 
um, family members, team members. Um, yeah, that's that's what I do. Awesome. Thanks. Those are those are good tips. I like them. Teach, talk, tell. All right. Favorite song to work out to? <laughs> Yeah, everything 80s. <laughs> I'm known for my 80s playlists and um, a lot of people tell me that I was born in the wrong decade. But uh, yeah. Same. Yeah, I really I I really like the the fashion from the 80s, the music. Yeah, it's just always always gravitated <laughs> like me. Like always felt a pull towards it. Such a Yeah, same. My poor clients. <laughs> Well, there's like a, such a, there's such like a, I mean, the music, you can definitely know 80s music when you hear it, but there, there felt t- certainly like a feeling of like individualism. You know, you look at these like ridiculous theatrical get-ups that the bands would wear, like and the hairstyles yeah. and yeah. Oh yeah. I think it also reminds you that you shouldn't take yourself too seriously. And mm. sometimes in classes, people get too serious about their workouts and they forget <laughs> to have a little bit of fun. I'm like, okay, how can you not have fun when you have a, I don't know, leg warmers and a funny hairband? <laughs> There's no, no, no chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'll always judge uh, a wedding, the wedding DJ or band on how much 80s music is in there. <laughs> it's got to have yeah. a high level. <laughs> yep. Get me dancing. All right. Uh, last question. Where would you like to head next with your business or in your f- fitness career? Well, clearly now that I'm expert in internet things and you know, <laughs> <laughs> everything technical, I'd like to create a little bit more content for, um, other trainers and other clients in form of courses or workshops. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure if that's the same for you, but in, in Canada, you have to get um, continuing education credits yeah. every year in order to keep your uh, licenses. And I would like to just create a little bit more fun stuff for trainers. Yeah. So they don't get too bored teaching their sessions. <laughs> yes, 80s themed. Obviously. Yes, with that outfit and everything. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, I think, you know, online content can be dry. I try and add the element of connection. It's really big for me because I'm not like a, a super extroverted person. So that's where that where I try and create a bit of a point of difference. But, uh, yeah, definitely awesome to have someone like yourself who has such a wide breadth of knowledge as well that you can draw on. To, to be sharing that with the rest of us in the industry. Yeah, I'm excited to do that. <laughs> All right, Jesse, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for your time. And uh, where, so you're not doing courses for trainers yet. Where can people follow you or keep up to date with you? Um, you can check out everything new on at uh, on my homepage, which is jessieschlegel.ca. Cool. That's I'll... where I have all my news, all my updates. Perfect. I'll uh, update. I'll put that in the show notes. So if you're listening to this on your phone, you just be able to scroll down and find Jessie's website. And thanks again. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's Kyle again. Thanks so much listening to the show 
My hope is that you'll leave this episode with a new idea or way of looking at things that will help you in your fitness career. If you've enjoyed the show and would like to show your appreciation, a review or thumbs up in your podcast app will help me spread the word. Or if you know another fit pro who'd find this episode helpful, please forward it on to them. You can use the share button on your phone. Many, many thanks for any love or appreciation that you can show everything bootcamp.